five, four, three, two, one. Let's talk about it. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Will Johnson. The website is UniteAmericaFirst.com. I want to thank everybody for joining me this evening. I'm going to talk to you about tyranny. Can I say that? We're going to talk about tyranny. We're going to talk about how they're actually calling for tyranny. And I'm going to show it to you tonight. They're, they're, they're not, it's like before they would just, you know, kind of like try to be slick about it. Now they're just out in the open. Like this is what we should, this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is the left literally calling and pushing for tyranny. I'm going to show it to you tonight. But before we get to that, I want to share something else with you. Something that I think is very important. Something that I think everyone needs to see. And we're going to, we're go, I'm going to get it out here. Now, you know, what's really interesting. A lot of people, you, sh- you can show them information and then they get upset because the information that you show them. I'm like, I'm not even sure how that works. How they supposed to, how they supposed to pan out. You show them information because they want the information and they say they can handle the information. But then when they get the information, they don't know the, they don't want the information. I'm really, really baffled by that. All right. Do me a favor. Hit the share button, hit the share button. No matter how you are watching this or listening to this, hit the share button, share this out for me. Okay. The first thing I want to share with you is one of the greatest presidents in my lifetime if not the greatest president in my lifetime. And for those of you that are listening, you're probably like wondering who is the greatest president in our lifetime that he's talking about? Well, I'm going to keep it, keep it real with you. Keep it real. And I'm going to play it for you. Listen, this is president Donald Trump. This is before he was president. Listen to what he says in this clip. This was back in the day. You can see how young he is. For those of you that are watching, you can see how young he is and listen to what he says. Listen to what he was saying. So it's like really interesting what he was saying then and what he's saying now. Listen. These are the countries that in 24 hours they'd be wiped off the face of the earth if it weren't for America. It's ridiculous. We don't give anything to our farmers. The homeless are all over the streets of the major cities, the sick and the problems. And yet we'll give billions of dollars in defending countries that have five times more money than we can ever hope to have. This country shouldn't be raising taxes. We ought to be lowering taxes. If you look at the payments that we're making to NATO, they're totally disproportionate with everybody else's. And it's ridiculous. This country is busted. And it's busted because we're doing things that we shouldn't be doing. If we had business ability in this country, we'd be making lots of profit, so-called surplus. That money could be going to defend our homeless and our poor and our sick and our farmers. And that's where we ought to be spending the money, not giving it to countries that don't give a damn for us to start off. Wow. You see, he was on with Larry King during that time. He was on with Larry King saying this. He wasn't even running for president. And you know what? At the time, they were all like, you know what? He's right. He's right. He's right. Even the, even the Democrats were like, he's right. He's right. Right. <laughs> but now they hate the man because of what he was saying. And, and the reason why they hate him now is because the world that we live in. And I must, you know, I believe in God 
and it's a spiritual battle. The, the spiritual world that we live in now, they reject the truth. People reject the truth. And it's happening on such an alarm rate. I mean, it's like it's happening so fast that when you present the truth to somebody and they, then they turn around and just reject the truth, right? When it's right there in front of your face. And one of the, one of the key phrases that they all go to a lot of them is that that's your truth. You know, I played the video with you from Matt Walsh when he's wondering and he's talking to these people and he did a documentary about, you know, what is a woman? And then they talk about what is the truth? They don't, you know, and it, like they're going to get upset. And one in one of the interviews or one of the clips I shared, he was like, I'm going to walk away from this interview. If you keep talking about the truth, this is where we are. People no longer want to hear the truth. They want to hear their feelings. That's exactly what they want to hear. They want to hear what their feelings are. Okay. So let me get to the point here where that, what I'm telling y'all that they're, that they actually are calling for tyranny now. They're just out in the open with it. No longer hiding it. No longer suppressing it. That is the agenda. They literally saying that, and I'm, they're not saying the word tyranny. Oh, we would need to implement tyranny, but listen. And pay attention, because if you hear the same thing that I'm hearing, you'll know for a fact that they are literally calling for tyranny against the American people. They're literally saying that the U.S. Constitution needs to go away. And all of these politicians that took an oath, you know, I think it should be mandatory that if you're going to run for political office, that you understand the United States Constitution. Because if you take the oath to defend and protect it, you should at least know what it is. So then that way, when they violate the Constitution, right? Because right now they play willfully ignorant. Like, well, I didn't know the Constitution says that. Well, I didn't know. And these people are supposed to be the brightest and smartest people. They're supposed to be the, the ones that's the leading the nation in a positive direction. But they're not doing that. Listen to this. And what we also know is that the opponents of background check bills and the red flag bill, if they're so concerned about these bills infringing on their rights, then they are exactly the ones that we need to be concerned about. You hear this? So if you don't want the red flag laws, because the red flag laws are, I'm going to just be straight up with you, they're terrible. They are terrible for the economy. All, all it's going to do is say, you know what? You said something I don't like, and then they call the cops on you. And then the cops come take any guns that you have, and you more likely won't get them back. Because they said, well, we need to monitor you for two years, three years, eight years, ten years. And before you know it, you never get them back. Right? Because I'm serious. I've known people, that, you know, because they, they said there was, a you know, a mishap. And they've taken their guns. And I talked to this one female. She said she's never received them back. They probably destroyed it. It's a, it's a gun grab by the people that's supposed to be in authority in this nation because they're trying to disarm all of us. But you hear him. He said that the people that are against the red flag laws, right, are the people that we need to, that are the problem. Listen to him. Changing on their rights, then they are exactly the ones that we need to be concerned about. They're, want to, they're wanting to infringe on our constitutional rights. And they said that we, you, if you want to keep your constitutional rights, you are the ones that we need to worry about. That's what he's saying.
I'm serious. I mean, really, that's exactly what he's saying. Is anybody okay with that? Is anybody okay with that? I have another one for you. I have another one for you just to get right into it. Here it is. They're having a hearing talking about the second amendment and talking about what the second amendment is all about. But Jerry Nadler, for those of you that haven't seen this, Jerry Nadler doesn't have a clue on what the second amendment actually is. Again, like I said, if you're going to run for political office, I think it should be mandatory that you know the constitution and they should make you take a test on the constitution. Right. These are supposed to be lawyers and doctors and, you know, and and judges. Right. Businessmen. They should be. I mean, they, they take a test to do a driver license. I think there should be a test. For you to sit in office and it should be the Constitution. You should know the Constitution. It should be question and answers. Does that sound like a great idea? I think it does. Have you ever heard anyone talk about it? I'm pretty sure Will Johnson's not the first one to come up with this, but daggummit, I've never heard anyone else say it. But listen to Jerry Naller in here, because this is very important. This is exactly what I'm telling y'all. He is actually calling, he, he's actually supporting the tyranny. I mean, he's going to, I mean, he's pretty much going to say it. The gentle lady on the other side of the aisle knows I too live in Texas, um, raise my son, daughter, to respect firearms. Uh, we shoot them frequently on our property. Uh, we shoot semi-automatic weapons on my property. I teach my children how to use them, how to use them safely. I teach them what they're used for, why we have the ability to have firearms. And uh, yes, we use it for hunting. My son with shot his first deer. Else? With the gentleman. Now, now you hear Jerry Nally coming in there. He said, yeah, we use them for hunting. Now listen, with the gentleman yield, with the gentleman yield, now, this is where it gets very, very interesting. Listen. Can you go for a question? Briefly. Yeah, very question. What do you use semi-automatic weapons for? I, I mean, so, now, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I had to stop it. I got to stop it. What kind of question is that, right? What do you use semi, semi-automatic rifle weapons for? He's going to answer it, and the answer is beautiful, but I want y'all to pay attention to what Jerry Nadler says when he gives the answer here. I use semi-automatic automatic weapons to kill hogs. I use semi-automatic weapons uh, for sport and shooting on our property. But I also have some. Now, now, now I want you to hear what he says. I'm sorry. I know I'm pausing it, but this is so good. I have to make sure that you are paying attention to what he is saying right here, because this completely lays it out. How the left is wanting to call how the left is actually calling for tyranny. Listen, automatic weapons. And I'm getting to the point. Thank you. Because semi-automatic weapon is a Listen. weapon that you can use for self-defense. Right. Listen to this. It Listen. is a semi-automatic weapon that you can use to defend yourself against Listen. home invaders. Listen. But also, let's be clear, against tyranny. Against tyranny. I'm serious. Listen, did you hear him? He said it's also, let's be clear, against tyranny. Now, what do you think Jerry Nadler's going to say about that? Oh, my goodness. They're not hiding it. What do you think Jerry Nadler is about to say? Oh, my goodness. When I first heard this, I said, this is so explosive. And I think the liberal media and the, the mainstream media, all of them just kind of like overlooked it. Again, in order to sit in political office, I think it should be a requirement for you to know the Constitution and take a test on it. And then afterwards, you take the test. Your test score should be posted. Listen. Listen to him. Weapon that you can use 
to defend yourself against home invaders, but also, let's be clear, against tyranny. The gentlelady is talking about the Second Amendment in the context of hunting, as if my rights are reduced in the Constitution to a 410 or a single shot or lever action 22, as if that was what was expressly put forth as how we're supposed to be defending ourselves. Listen, now Jerry Nadler's coming in here with the gentleman yield again. Listen to what Jerry Nadler says. And I, yeah, let me go ahead and finish my time, sir, unless we want to add more time. Very, very quickly, question. But I need more time. Would the gentleman, will the gentleman give me another 30 seconds? Yes. I'll okay, I'll yield. Um, you, you, you said that um, you could use a semi-automatic weapon to, uh, to fight tyranny. <laughs> Listen. Sure. You mean you'd use it against American troops? You mean you use it against American troops? Why in the world would the American troops be coming after the American people? That should be the que- that should be the follow up question. I'm saying, wait a minute. Are you suggesting that the American troops are going to come after the American people? Is that what you're saying? Because think about it. That's exactly what it is. If the American people can fight against tyranny, he sit there and said the American troops. As if like, hey, we're going to do this and you and you're going to shoot against American troops. I mean, my goodness, you can't make this stuff up. Um, you, 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 you said that um, you could use a semi-automatic weapon to, uh, to fight tyranny. Sure. You mean you'd use it against American troops? I had to play it again and stop it again. I mean, because it's so amazing that he actually even, you mean you're going to use them against American troops? And see, for me telling me, what this tells me is that they have it on the table right now, the agenda to put American troops on American soil against Americans that want to be able to exercise their first and second amendment rights. That's exactly what that's telling me. That's exactly what they're saying because Jerry Matter is baffled. What do you mean? You, what, that's what the whole point is. When you have a tyrannical government coming after the people, the whole point is you should be able to defend yourself. The founding fathers knew exactly what they were doing. If you ask me, the, the U.S. Constitution, the second greatest document known to man, was ordained by God because it had to, had to be, because they knew. The, the way they formed it, they knew. And you have Jerry and don't even have a clue what, what it means. He, it's like, this is, this is new information to him against American troops. Listen to the rest of this. The very exact, take my time, the very existence of the Second Amendment is designed purposefully to empower the people to be able to resist the force of tyranny used against them to step over their natural rights given to them by God. That is why the Second Amendment exists. That is very specifically why the Second Amendment exists. And let, let's be very clear about that. Let's, let's rewind the clock a little bit, as I know at least several justices have written in Supreme Court opinions, but about what life looked like, looked like in the 19th century and what the government was doing to remove the ability of either slave owners or, importantly, freed blacks, or, importantly, whites who even stood up in defense of blacks or against slavery. Now, what he's not talking about here is the NRA. He doesn't even have to mention NRA. 
because he knows that as soon as he mentioned the NRA, the left are going to come unglued. Oh my God, he's just talking about the NRA. We need to, we need to get rid of the NRA. The NRA was helping black and white people to defend themselves from the Democrat KKK party. It's there in history. They were, they, they purposely was helping black people defend themselves. And it's so, this is so good. This is this, this, this interaction is so good because what he says is so profound. It's so important that every American listen to what he says in this very moment, because these people, they're literally trying to come and disarm us and he's going to lay it out exactly the reason why they're wanting to do it. Oh my God, listen. And yes, I am calling out God because they're trying to do this. This evil people. Listen. And the efforts by the South and the efforts by the strong arm of government to remove their ability to have firearms. That is an absolute, undeniable, documented, historic fact in our country. As uh, written by... Um, Robert uh, Verbruggen in the National Review, and I'm happy to submit this to the record without objection. Uh, he writes, the heart of the problem is that in an effort to stave off rebellion and maintain the race, racial caste structure that had developed under slavery, state and local governments refused to respect freedmen's constitutional rights. Crucial to the South's efforts were gun control laws that applied to blacks and blacks alone. This does not show that, uh, and go, it goes on further, I'm going to take too longer, um, where it goes into the South's campaign against black gun ownership, not surprisingly, began long before the Civil War. Two slave rebellions in the 1820s stoked whites' fears, and in response, many legislatures amended their laws prohibiting slaves from carrying firearms to apply the prohibition to free blacks as well. You hear this? The Democrats wanted to do legislation to prevent black people from being able to bear arms. And it's the Democrats. It's always been the Democrats. Now listen to it. When the government, and he writes further, and I agree with this, when the government has the ability to forbid gun ownership, it has the ability to render groups it dislikes helpless to defend themselves, regardless of whether modern gun control accomplishes its purpose of reducing crime. And for the record, there is no evidence it does. And I agree with that as well. Boom. I mean, come on. See, there's, there's a reason why they want to disarm the American people. There's a reason why they want to do this. Cause see, once they disarm the American people, those who put America first, those who, who believe in freedom, those who believe in the constitution, those who believe in God, soon as they disarm all of us, here they come. They're going to slaughter multiple people, just like they've done in history. It is nothing new. It is nothing new. Have y'all seen this? See, now he did this movie, but, and I, I can't, I don't even know the movie. I don't even know the name of the movie, but he did this movie talking about how he was go He went to the voting place to get to register black people. And he had a group of black people with him in this movie. And in the movie he had, he said he went there to with and a whole bunch of Democrats in the room, he went to get registration papers so that he can register all the black people to vote. And in the movie, he was a Republican. The Democrats were upset with him. They didn't want the black people voting, so they tried to make it like they didn't have it. And some of y'all probably know what I'm talking about, what movie, that, what I'm referring to. But it was very good. 
It's very good. My point for bringing that up is like the left and all of the left think this way. And all of the, the, all of those in Holly nutty wood, they all think this way that doing the right thing for society is only on the big screen. It's not for actually doing it in real life. It's only for doing it on a big screen. And you would think that he would learn something from doing movies like that. But apparently he didn't learn anything. Listen to what he says. He's standing up there on the podium behind the, the press secretary podium and listen to what he says. How I mean, how many of y'all trust, trust him? Listen to what he says here. Families of the deceased, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, Texas Rangers, hunters, Border Patrol, and responsible gun owners who won't give up their Second Amendment right to bear arms. And you know what they all said? We want secure and safe schools, and we want gun laws that won't make it so easy for the bad guys to get these damn guns. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. Because you know what? The the, the bad guys are going to get the guns. He's referring to people going to a gun store and buying a gun. He's not referring to people going to the hood, buying guns on the black market. He's not referring to that because they're always going to be able to get guns. As soon as they disarm you and I, guess what? The thugs, the criminals, they're still going to be able to get the guns. He's saying, don't make it easier. How do you not make it easier for criminals when criminals have it easy to get the guns in the first place? How do you not make it easy? Are you going to crack down on them? Or are you going to crack down on law-abiding citizens? They're going after law-abiding citizens. Listen to what he says. So, we know it's on the table. We need to invest in mental health care. We need safer schools. We need to restrain sensationalized media coverage. Is he talking about CNN? Is he talking about MSDNC? I don't think so. I don't think so because they he's about to regurgitate exactly what they say. We need to restore our family values. Except for that. I'll take that one back. They don't ever want to restore family values because, you know, they got their whole t- twisted demonic ways. But listen. We need to restore our American values. Oh, I was wrong again. Of course, the left, they don't want American values either. But listen. And we need responsible gun ownership, responsible gun ownership. We need background checks. We have responsible gun ownership. The NRA, there's not been a single NRA member do a mass shooting, not a single one. Because if they, if there was one, they would be plastering it all over the place. They would say, look, these NRA members, look what they're doing. Another NAR member, another N, not a single one. So we do have that. They just want people to believe that the NRA is not being responsible. We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21. And I disagree with that. And the reason why I disagree with that, because they're going to raise it to, if they raise it to 21, and then what happened, they'll raise it to 25 and then they'll raise it to 35 and then they'll raise it to where you can't even get one 155. They you give the, if you give the left an inch, they'll take a foot. If you give them a foot, they'll take a yard. You give them a yard, they'll take a mile. You give them a mile, they'll take a city. You give them a city, they'll take a state. You give them a state, they'll take a country. You give them a country, they'll take a planet. You take, you give them a planet, they'll take the daggum universe. That's how they operate. That's the reason why I have a problem with it. 
Now, should they maybe, maybe if anything, maybe give him, have him a co-signer, maybe a co-signer, but limiting the age, they would, they would all, they would constantly increase it. We need a waiting period for those rifles. We need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. Yeah, I told you he's going to regurgitate everything from the liberal media. These are reasonable, practical, tactical regulations to our nation, states, communities, schools, and homes. Responsible gun owners are fed up with the Second Amendment being abused and hijacked by some deranged individuals. These regulations are not a step back. They are, you know what? These regulations are to take away rights from the American people. That's exactly what it is. And every time I bring this up with multiple people, you know, there is a solution. The solution is the same thing that the NRA did for black people when the Democrat KKK was trying to kill them. What was the solution? Did it stop all of it? Absolutely not. But did it stop a great deal of it? It absolutely did. And ever since the NRA helped black people and white people during that time, they've had a grudge against the NRA. The Democrat party did. How dare you? 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 They've had a grudge ever since. And now that's why they're still attacking them. Because again, there's not been a single NRA member in one of these crises. Not a single one. Not a single one. Because they're responsible. They're all about training. They're all about knowing the weapon that you have. They're all about that. But they would like for you to believe otherwise. They want you to believe that, hey, you don't, you don't need it. Allow the criminals to go ahead. And their, and their whole ideology is that if they take them from law abiding citizens, that means the criminals won't have them. That's, that's their, that's their way of thinking. They literally think that way. And I, and for me, I'm like looking at this, I'm like, how is it that, that they have it fixed in their mind that you disarm law abiding citizens that are not committing the crimes will stop the criminals? And all there's an only thing that come out and say, well, maybe you just need to take all of the guns. Well, how do you do that when the criminals are not going to give them up? How do you do that? And the same thing that they did in the past is the same thing they're trying to do today. The exact same thing. That's all I'm talking about. Have we not learned from history? I don't think so because we're doomed to repeat it. Apparently. And some people are like, yes, all aboard. Let's repeat history. Let's repeat the bad parts of history. Let's do it again. And what it is, you have a lot of progressives, these socialist progressives thinking that, hey, well, we can do socialism better. I've actually had them say that to me. Well, we can do it better. We can do it better than Venezuela. We can do it better than Cuba. We can do it better than Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. We can do it better than China. (laughs) China, China. They believe they can do it better. To give another example of them thinking that they can do it better. Did you know right now the gas prices in, in California, some places are showing a kissing $10. I mean, kissing $10. People are showing these pictures out there, $10, $10. It was, a, was it, what is it? Like nine, nine, uh, 98 or nine ninety seven. 
and nine tenths, you know, you might as well just go ahead and round that penny up because that's, you know, it's like, I don't even know why they put it there. It's just rounded up. But it's kissing $10. Some places are actually over $10 in California. But they want us to believe that, hey, that's just the way the rest of the world is. I played a video yesterday with the press secretary talking about, well, you know, the rest of the world is playing high gas prices, so we can too. That's just the way the world is. But then you have some politicians that buy electric vehicle. I'm pretty sure some of y'all seen this. And listen what she says. And I'm going to stop it on a key point, which I really need to pay attention to. I do have to say just on the issue of... Uh uh, gas prices after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle. I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station. It didn't matter how high it was. And so. And it didn't matter how high it was. So while she can afford to get electric vehicle, the rest of us that can't afford to get electric vehicles, she doesn't care. She doesn't care how high it gets. How ha, 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 look at y'all idiots. Y'all can't afford to get an electric vehicle. Y'all just have to pay these high gas prices. That's exactly what they're doing to us. They're destroying families. And she's trying to say, well, you know, if you get an electric vehicle, you don't have to worry about it either. Ha, 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 ha. But she doesn't, they don't ever talk about how much fuel, fossil fuel, it takes to generate the electricity that they are putting into these vehicles. They don't want to talk about that. Gas station it didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international markets. But they are going to be dependent on the oil companies. The, the energy just doesn't generate itself. And there's not enough solar panels on the planet to generate all the vehicles that they're doing. Even California, they're in California, they're telling people, hey, try not to charge your vehicle as much as you do. I know you probably have to go to work, but maybe don't charge your vehicle. Try to find another way to get there as they try to push everybody to electric vehicle. And again, listen to this one. This is they're asking this guy and this is MSDNC asking him about the gas prices and you know it's just going to affect you know what's he going to do when it comes time to vote green car an electric car hybrid car <laughs> all right two two prong question for you William. Okay. the first one is this and katie makes a great point the fact that we are seeing gas prices impact people's pocketbooks so much right now would that change how you're considering voting for the next election whether it's congressional later this year or presidential a couple of years down the road Listen to his response because, you know, MSDNC, they're probably like, okay, you got the wrong person for this interview. Definitely. Definitely. I just know that one administration had cheaper gas. Trump, anybody cheaper gas on the one administration and the other and the other. Definitely. I just know that one administration had cheaper gas and this administration has more expensive gas. And this is a bottom line, strictly financial conclusion for you. I mean, it's a housing market. It's everything you previously mentioned. It's, I mean, gas is a big part of it. But I mean, right now we're. Financial. I mean, who do you what do you think? They're hurting. They're hurting the entire nation financially. They're doing this on purpose to the entire nation. 
And we're supposed to be like, oh, it's just okay. This is the way it's supposed to be. It's perfectly fine that, you know, that you can't afford to put gas in your vehicle. Get an electric vehicle. And I'm trying to, th- you know, think about it. You can't afford to get an electric vehicle. or And you can't afford to, you know, buy gas at the price that it's at. But then they want you to buy an electric vehicle. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Talking about someone who don't have any sense. Oh my goodness. Not a lick of sense. Yes, I said it. Not a lick of sense. I, and you know, I'm not sure what's going on up there. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, there's something, you know, you know, they, they say like you have the uh, marbles, you know, sometimes they have marbles bouncing around in their head and the marbles can't ever get connected. I mean, and she's missing some marbles and the one that she has, they're just bouncing around. Bing, 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 like a ping pong. 83% of people polled by the Wall Street Journal say the economy is poor or not so good. So, Which we're all, we're all getting hit with it. It's hitting us everywhere. The grocery stores, the gas pump, everywhere. When it comes to consumer confidence, is what you're talking about there, we know that uh, can reflect concern and uncertainty uh, about higher prices. People feel the effect of high prices uh, when they go to the grocery store and they feel they're up their gas gas tank, which the president understands. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Because if he did, and I mean, who's she talking about, right? Who's she talking about? Because she can't be talking about Biden. She can't be talking about him. Because he's the one that shut down the XL pipelines, which caused this action. This, for every action, is a reaction. Uh, very personally, when he was uh, growing up and understanding how uh, how when prices elevate, uh, even just a bit, how much that can hurt a family, how much that can uh, really uh, affect uh, uh, you know uh, someone's household. Uh, I mean, really, really. So. He's talk, she's talking about something about what in the 1940s, 1950s. When was Joe Biden born? I don't know. I don't even really care. But you know, it was way back then. And and they're talking about it was it was they, he understands. He can't even remember where he is minute to minute, let alone remember anything from back then. And what is what what does back then got to do with today? People are hurting today because of the stuff that they have done. But the fact is we are in a fundamentally different place compared to when the president took office and compared to this time a year ago. And so, you know, during this president, during his pre- this presidency, people felt uncertainty, uncertain about the economy generally, but they actually felt as good about their personal financial situation as they ever have, according to the Federal Reserve Survey, with nearly 80 percent of adults reporting that they are financially comfortable. So that matters. I mean, come on. She, she just, you know what? She just reading from the script. That's all she's doing. Reading from the script. And the script is a total lie. I mean, they're so disconnected. They're so disconnected from what's happening. Listen to this one. What we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you is that the economy is in a better place than it has been historically. And so we. The economy is better than it has been historically. This to them, this is better. People can't afford going to the grocery store or the gas pump. And this is better historically. What in the world is she saying? 
feel here at this administration and other experts as well is that we feel that we are in a good position to take on inflation. We are in a good position to really start uh, really working on uh, lowering prices. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're in a good position to take on inflation. That's what she's saying. We're in a good position to take on inflation. They created this problem. This inflation issue wasn't here when Trump was in office. Just being realistic. And then they got these memes that they're creating, you know, that they're putting out there talking about all the job loss under President Trump, where they disregard that under President Trump, more black people in the history of this nation were working before, you know, the thing happened. More Hispanics in recorded history of this nation were working before the thing happened. And they're trying to say after the thing happened, they're saying it's all President Trump's fault because of all the jobs. When they shut down all the jobs, you had some pastors had to close their doors permanently because they gave in to it. People lost jobs and they're trying to say, oh, because now they want the economy to come back. They're trying to make it bounce back. And then people go back to work and they say, oh, look what we did. We brought the jobs. It kind of reminds me of what Bill Maher said in order, in order to get rid of president Trump, we have to collapse the economy. I think they did a very good job at it, but they're still trying to do it. They're not, they're not, maybe they're trying to do the same thing to him now where they're going to actually collapse the economy, not because of something that happens too, but they're actually trying to do it. You know, have you ever heard the expression, you know, liberalism is a mental disorder. You ever heard that liberalism is a, it's an actual problem on the planet. Liberalism just doesn't only exist in the United States of America. It's all over the planet. And that liberalism is a demonic spirit. It is a hundred percent a demonic spirit. I want to share something with y'all because I, you know, I find it very interesting. Every now and then I look at the UK and I look at parliament and the EU and, you know, and I, and I look how, especially this one here is a, a, in a Canada. And I look at how they talk about it and how the liberals and the conservatives there talk. And I just so wish that the the conservatives here in the United States of America would kind of take a lesson from the conservatives in Canada, because the conservatives in Canada, they see that they're, <clears throat> that they're about to lose everything. They see it. Listen to listen to some of this interaction. another international trip no airport lineups for him and i bet we're going to see some more pictures of him with his mask off having a great time he flaunts the personal freedoms he's enjoying abroad while back here canadians are suffering under his out-of-date restrictions tourism federal employees small businesses families all are suffering they're all pawns in the prime minister's covid game Isn't it true the Prime Minister knows he needs to lift these restrictions, but he would rather do COVID theatre than do what's right? The Honourable Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister of Health. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. And from the beginning of this pandemic, we've been there for Canadians. And of course, it's the Prime Minister's job and obligation to travel to other countries to do his important work. But when we hear the opposition speak 
positively about public health measures but badly about vaccination, it confuses the public. We should be encouraging our neighbours to consider a third or a fourth dose. We cannot have relaxed public health measures and more freedom without vaccination as COVID-19 continues to progress. But we all have an obligation to ensure that our neighbours are aware of the opportunity for a third dose. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. The Honourable Leader of the Opposition. Well, Canadians would like to be planning their summer vacation right now, but too many are focused on how they're going to be able to afford fuel for their cars or feed their families. Over 20% of Canadians are actually skipping a meal in order to save money. The Liberal solution? Blame. Blame COVID. Blame Putin. Blame Conservatives. Well, today our Conservative Party motion provides real solutions so Canadians can take that summer trip, send their kids to camp, and not worry about missing a flight. Will the Liberals support giving Canadians a break, or are they going to double down on that vindictive, petty approach? The Honourable Deputy Prime Minister. Speaker, we absolutely understand that affordability matters for Canadians. And that's why we are taking action, by increasing the Canada workers' benefit. This year, a family of three is getting $2,300 more. By increasing the OAS for seniors 75 and over by 10% this year, Mr. Speaker. And with a $500 top-up, Mr. Speaker, for people facing housing affordability challenges. Let me stop it real quick, because... And it's the same thing that they do here in the United States of America. They want to they want to bleed every American for their income, for their hard earned dollars and just give it to people who's doing nothing. And all it does is, you know, you, you're taking from them and giving to them and they're just going to blow it on whatever. And they, so they don't have to work for it. But you do. And they're just going to give it away now. I love the response from her. And, you know, she's going to sit there and say that basically the same thing. And then you're going to hear the, 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 the evil progressives. They're going to be, Oh my goodness. You don't want people to have money. Oh my goodness. Listen, leader of the opposition. Great. A few piddly checks that might dribble in through the mail. And this government thinks that that has having any impact on what Canadians are dealing with. 30, I'll tell you, Mr. Speaker, 38% of Canadians are worried more about money than anything else that they're dealing with. So these liberal checks that are coming from the pockets of Canadians because their taxes are going up are doing absolutely nothing. But these liberals are so massively out of touch. They don't understand gas prices. They don't understand high food prices. They don't understand long lineups. They understand nothing about what Canadians are dealing with, and they don't care. And they don't care. They don't care. They really don't. And it's not even that that they don't care in Canada. They don't care anywhere on the planet because they all have this same sinister demonic agenda to tear down the nation. Every last one of them. Every last one of them. They don't care. And, and you know, you have someone, I'm just going to use me as an example. You have someone like me that that's trying to work hard, trying to do something. And then they, they penalize me and take my income away. They've literally take my income away. First YouTube did it. Or I'm sorry. First Google did it. And then YouTube did it pretty much the same thing, but you know, Google, they took my income away and then YouTube took my income away. 
And now the latest one is Facebook took my income away. And it's almost like a coordinated attack. So then I have to create a website on my website. I have to create a page asking people to help me to continue this battle. And I don't know if y'all can see it, but it's, it's scrolling in this ticker. UniteAmericaFirst.com forward slash donation. Asking people to support me. You see the information that I'm sharing with all of you. See, I don't have, I, I mean, I, I would love to have big sponsors, but I don't have any big sponsors. All I have is the American people, God believing Americans. That's all that I have. And that is enough. Let me share something else with you that's pretty disturbing. And you, the liberal media, all of them think this way. Let me just get to it. Listen to this, because this is this is how the left is acting. And, and, and this is how they this is how they they think about things. Listen to folks watching. Um, I think another way that you can support people who are doing community work, if you have like access to generational wealth, if you're white um, and your parents, you know, like have like a savings account that is, you know, very much so connected to slavery and land theft, you know, pay people, pay people directly, give them the money so they can have the financial security in order to rest and to heal and to connect um, with their communities in a way that they wouldn't have to because they've been working, because they've been doing this work. We've always been doing this work. Now, you know, the problem, see, I just asked people to support me, but I didn't ask people to support me because if you have slave money, what? See, how is that divisive? I ask people who believe in freedom that that are God fearing people to support me. That's all. I can care less what your complexion is. I, there, there's Latinos that support Will Johnson. There's Hispanics and Asian people that support Will Johnson. And there are white people that support Will Johnson, but they don't. I, I, I hope that they're not supporting me because of my complexion. Or that they feel that they need to. I ask people to support me because. Of what I'm doing, the work I am doing. That's the only reason. I'm willing to work. But listen, I mean, they're, they're wanting just, hey, just, just give, if you're white, just give the money to them so they can heal and relax. What? That's like the dumbest thing ever. Um, so yeah, I, I think Randy brought this up before, but like pay that money, you know, reparations, like pay that money to us now because we need that. We don't have, especially for black and indigenous folks, we don't have like, um, you know, a safety net in order to take that time to heal. Enough. If you need a safety safety net, get a job, save your money, create the safety net. Don't start. Don't, don't be like, well, we just need to take money from you so we can have a safety net. That's like the most idiotic thing. But you know what? These leftists, that's how they think. Then I know it. I'm probably going to get some get some black people sending me messages and saying, oh, listen, listen what this dude's saying. Listen what this dude's saying. They do it all the time. All right. Let, let me say thank you to a few people here. The ones that did bless me because of what I'm doing, not because of my complexion. It's, it's, it just it just runs all through me. Let me say thank you to Mike. Thank you so much, Mike, for the blessings. Uh, and thank you so much. These are stars on Facebook, Facebook. They, they pretty much demonetize it all together for any ad dollars, you know, when they said run, run the ads and stuff, but they don't do anything. So they allow me to get stars. Um, 
Caroline, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then Tina, thank you so much for the blessing. And Sherry, thank you so much as well. I really do appreciate it. Michael, I'm sorry, Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And Eddie, thank you so much, Eddie. And then Jasper, thank you so much, Jasper. And then we have Debbie. Thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you so much for the blessing. And Tanya, thank you so much as well. Thank you so much, Tanya. And Gina, thank you so much, Gina. And these are all stars, Facebook stars. Yeah, Denise, thank you so much, Denise. Thank you so much. And then Pam, thank you so much, Pam. I really do appreciate it. And then Francis, thank you so much, Francis. And Amanda, thank you so much, Amanda. And Joe, thank you so much, Joe. Desia, thank you so much, Desia. I really appreciate it. And Kathy, thank you so much, Kathy. Tony, thank you so much. I really do appreciate it, Tony. And Valerie, wow, thank you so much. Patricia, thank you so much, Patricia. And Sherry, thank you so much, Sherry. I really do appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. And and then let me see. Cal, thank you so much, Cal. And then Deborah, thank you so much, Deborah. And then Laurel, thank you so much, Laurel. I really do appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for being with me. Um, I know my it looked like my show got start off really slow this this evening, but it looked like it caught up. And I want to thank everyone for sharing. Thank you so much for all your support and all the blessings. Thank you so much. I'm very honored that God put it on your heart to help me to continue because we are the body of Christ. God bless. See you tomorrow. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to this broadcast. Thank you so much. Do me a favor. Subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to it. Share this everywhere you can. We are viewer and listener supported. Anything you can do to help us out is greatly appreciated. Head on over to UniteAmericaFirst.com. Thank you again and God bless.